This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This week is a throwback episode. We are revisiting episode 136. This show or this replay is all about James 5, 16 through 18. I think this is a great follow-up to what we talked about last week. And I'm excited for you guys to hear this. Maybe you're listening to it again. Maybe you're hearing it for the first time, but this was definitely a powerful episode and I wanted to repost it this week for you guys. Now, I do want to reiterate, again, this is a reposted episode, so any offers or events or products or services, anything I may be talking about is from 2019. It's not something that's current. I think this is around the time that the tour was going on. So there's no live events happening um, at the moment besides our podcast and retreats. Uh, there is an offer in this episode, though, about the watch hours to where you can download an um, sheet that has like the different prayer watch hours and what to pray for each hour that you can still get. So just check the show notes for that and I'll repost the link there for that so that you can have it. Without further ado, here is a replay of episode 136, which is all about James 5, 16 through 18. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. As you guys will see from the title of this episode, this is like the first time that I've ever used a scripture as the title. And that was really intentional because I, I believe that that scripture honestly just encompasses everything that I wanted to get on here and talk about today. And if I'm being real, I really had to get before God this morning to figure out what to what it is I needed to talk about on this podcast, because I've really been grieved, um, really not even in the best of moods right now. And I'll get into to why in a second. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys to subscribe to the show, share the show with your friends and family. 
follow me on Instagram at Tatum Tamia, T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A. I've told you guys a few episodes ago that once I get to the 10K mark, I'm going to do a giveaway. One thing I'm definitely giving away is my favorite study Bible, the Life Application Bible that I use every day to study the word. And um, the Bible is like a good 60 bucks, if not more. It's not a cheap Bible. It's super thick but it is so comprehensive. And I want to give that away along with some of my other favorite things that I've used to grow closer with God. So once I get to the 10K, I'm going to give it away. I think I'm really close. Last I checked, I'll be kind of off and on Instagram right now. Like I'll hop on and post something like the one of our advertisers. Um, I had to post for them. And then I posted the video from the tour in Atlanta. So you can see that on my page. And then I just be hopping off like it's too much going on in the world. And I just really don't be wanting to consume all of that. So yeah, follow me on the gram. And then once I get to that 10K, I'm giving away this Bible along with some other things. And so you got to tune into the podcast because I'm going to be giving uh, the details to that on the show. I think I'm like less than a hundred followers or so away. So go ahead and follow your girl, get people to follow me so I can give stuff away. Reminder, Chicago and DC tours are coming up. Go to godismyceotour.com to get your tickets. You've seen the videos that I've been posting. You've seen the comments of people who have been there. All I could tell you is you need to get in the room. So if you're in the Midwest area or able to get to Chicago, go to Chicago. If you're up north, anywhere where it's easy for you to get to DC, come to DC. But this tour is honestly for me, I believe it's a launching pad of or a launching pad for what God is going to do through me, sending me to the nations. He's already shown me. And so I'm like, okay, God, I don't know what the future has in store, but I'm down for whatever at this point. And it's just been a blessing to see what he does in every city. So get your tickets, come into the room. It's truly a life-changing experience. Um, I wanted to tell you guys about this series that we're going to be doing on the show. I'm really, really excited about this series. It's going to be called the Supernatural Life Series. I personally believe that we all should be living a lifestyle of signs, miracles, and wonders. We got to get past the fluffy faith. We got to get past the surface level things. We got to get past um, the third party faith and really get into a place and go deeper where we are seeing just God's supernatural hand on our life every day, like to the point where every day we wake up, something new is happening. Some favor is coming from somewhere. Some debt is supernaturally erased. Like I want us to really be about that life. So I got some people that's going to be on this show and I'm really, really excited. These are people who are warriors in the spirit, people who you may not have never heard of, but please believe that heaven knows their name. Okay. So I'm just really excited about this series is going to be starting up super soon, like sooner than you think. So stay tuned, stay by your phones because it's about to get real. I told you guys before that that God is calling us to go deeper and that's exactly what we're about to do when it comes to this series and these powerhouses that are going to be on here. We're going to cover everything from supernatural healing to marriage, (laughs) which y'all know I usually don't like to talk about, but I have some guests that are really going to go into living a supernatural marriage. We've been meeting some people on tour 
whose husbands just aren't supportive. And I was so excited to see a husband, a couple, a married couple at the tour in Atlanta. And I was like, I told my husband, like, we have to go and pray with them because the enemy does not want to see a husband and wife on one accord. Like he wants to break up marriages. And I'm a firm believer that what God has brought together, let no man separate that a three strand cord is not easily broken. And I knew I just wanted to go and pray for them. I was like the first people I prayed for, because I just believe that marriages in this season are under attack. And it's up to us to really be there for each other and pray for each other and make sure that Ain't nothing coming in between you and your husband. A lot of times it's easier said than done, but yeah, we're definitely going to be talking about marriage. That's why I got some powerhouses coming on that topic. We even want to talk about home ownership for entrepreneurs. This is something that's been on my mind because, um, of course, my husband and I are looking to buy a home. We tried earlier this year. It did not work out. God blocked it. And we're going to be starting that process again very soon. And, um, our goal is the first home he is going to purchase on his own using his income. And then the next home I'm going to purchase using my income so that we could take advantage of like first time home buyer situation. So um, for me being a self-employed person, I'm like, well, what do I need to do in order to make sure that my income is the way it needs to be or make sure that my paperwork is what it needs to be. So I'm not going into any issues when it's time for me to buy. And I told y'all before, I like to do things and prepare for things in advance. I don't need it to be for uh, us to get the closing or for us to get to the point where I'm trying to get pre-approved and I'm realizing that nothing I've done the next, the last couple of years is going to work for me buying a home. So I'm like thinking about that now. So we're going to have a lender on here and we're going to talk about home ownership for entrepreneurs. I think that's a part of living a supernatural life. You shouldn't have to go get a nine to five in order to buy a home. If you have this business and you're building this business and you're in it full time and God has called you to this area, that should be enough to fund the things that you want to do in your life, including home ownership. So we're going to really talk about that. Um, and I was like, well, this is a conversation I wanted to have anyway. So we might as well just do this on the podcast. We're also going to talk about how to have peace and how to take care of yourself when God has called you to big platforms and has called you for such a time as this. Because one thing that I've noticed recently from doing this tour is that I pour out a lot. So I was already pouring out a lot on this podcast every week, but now going on tour, there's a lot that now it's because it's in person. We lay hands on people. We are praying heavily and there's a lot being left in that room. And then I have to come back and still do the podcast and still run my business and, and still do what I need to do in my household and all of these things. I'm really seeking God heavily on maintaining my peace, maintaining, making sure I'm taking care of, of myself, making sure that I'm replenishing the way that I need to in the midst of doing the things that he has called me to do. Because again, I'm barely scratching the surface here. So this is something I need to pay attention to now so that I'm able to operate at a high level. So we're going to talk about that. And yeah, y'all, this series is going to be real. We're covering some real stuff and we're going to have some powerhouses on here. So make sure you're sending this show to your friends. Make sure that you're subscribed so you get those notifications because it's finna get real. All right. I think that's it for the church announcements. Oh, a lot of you guys asked me, 
the same question of how to hear from God. We're doing a Bible study right now in the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. You can go to blessedandbossedup.com slash community to learn more about that and to sign up. But we started this week doing a Bible study. It's called Discerning the Voice of God. And so it's a seven-week Bible study. We have videos every week that we're going to be posting in the membership area. There's a workbook that comes along with that. And um, it's so far so good. It's uh, we just got started, but I was able to preview some of the material as I was preparing it for the group. But this is a really awesome Bible study. And I believe that if any of you guys are dealing with that, where you want to learn how to discern the voice of God, sign up for the society. I mean, even if it's just for the seven weeks, I personally don't care about that. I care about you getting what you need so that you can get anchored in the word and so that you can start living the life that God wants you to live. So to sign up for that, go to blessedandbossedup.com slash community and join the society. We do a lot of awesome stuff in there. We fasted the other day. Um, it's not free, by the way. Um, a lot of people have like added, a, tried to join a group on Facebook. It's a paid community. So again, go to blessedandbossedup.com slash community to learn more about that and what's included. But it's an awesome community and we're constantly, constantly growing as God leads me to uh, do new things with the community. So I'm just excited. A lot of them are coming to the retreat. And so I'm excited to do something special with those that are in the community when they come to DC for the podcast retreat. So it's awesome. It's an awesome community, but let's pay a bill. And then we're going to get into this scripture. That's the episode of today and really why I had to do a podcast about it. Okay. So the title of this episode is James 5, 16 through 18 MSG. MSG means the message version. That's the translation of the scripture that I'm going to focus on, on this episode And I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. The prayer of a righteous person or the prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Elijah, for instance, human, just like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain and it didn't. Not a drop for three and a half years. Then he prayed that it would rain and it did. The showers came and everything started to grow again. The short version of this scripture is the prayer of the righteous availeth much. Or in other translations, it says the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. And this is the title for today's episode because I've really been grieved over the last few days. I've been grieved a lot lately um, a book, uh, because of a lot of things that is going on in the world. And this morning... As I was seeking God on what do I need to talk about today? Because to be real, I'm not in the mood to talk. Like there's just a lot going on. There's a lot on my mind and a lot that I'm really been on my face before God about. And I just really didn't know, like, I just really didn't have anything to come and talk to you guys about. And I'm not one that's just going to get on this show and run my mouth. We just won't have an episode. I'll just take a hit from the sponsors. Like, I don't care about that. I care about the assignment and what God wants to be done, getting done. So I was like, God, what are we, what are we doing this week? Because my heart has been so heavy. I need you to do it. And when I saw God, what he was telling me was, I want my people to learn how to pray. I don't want them to be, I don't want them to be soft in the spirit. I want them to stop posting more than they're praying. I want, I'm going to repeat that part again. I want them to stop posting more than they are praying. 
They'll rather provide commentary than to go to war in the spirit. There are also people who are raising up to be change agents in the world, but they're stuck in a season they shouldn't, they should have been, hold on, I, I can't read my own handwriting, but they're stuck in a season that they should have already been out of. Talk to my people about being powerful and effective. And when I heard God say powerful and effective, it, this scripture instantly came to mind because remember a translation of this is the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. Now, the reason why my heart has been grieved is because of everything that's going on in the world. Like so much so, like I usually get dressed with the news on because I like to be informed about what's going on in the world, but not too much because it can really get depressing. And so I like to watch the news when I get dressed because it allows me to know what's going on, but then I cut it off because I'm out. <laughs> but um, this morning, I couldn't even watch it. I couldn't watch it at all. I've been kind of off social media because I get so irritated with a lot of the conversations that's that's going on in the entrepreneurial space because I, I follow a lot of entrepreneurs and I get irritated by the double mindedness that I see a lot of the times. I mean, so much so the other day, this Saturday, I was working and my husband and I were in my office working on uh, a product that's going to be coming out really soon. And there was this magazine that I was featured in and I had the magazine. It's like a little basket on my desk where I keep like a couple books and like menus if I want to order lunch or whatever. And so the magazine was in there. And I never like I, I opened it up to my part, but I never like read through the magazine for whatever reason. So my husband was sitting at I had two desks in my office and he was sitting at the the desk that I don't usually sit at. So I'm gonna call it his desk. He was sitting at his desk and um, he was reading through the magazine and a couple pages uh, after whatever part I was in, it was talking about these uh, crystals and things and how to use them and all of that. And I was like, and I didn't know that it was in there because like I said, I didn't even go through the whole thing. I just kind of was like, oh, this is cool. I appreciate it. And just kind of left it there and went back to doing what I needed to do. And my husband was like reading it and was like, why is this even? And like, he got irritated so much. So he literally took the magazine, didn't he? First he threw it in the trash in the, uh, in my office. But then he was like, no, he picked it up and took it outside and like literally ripped the thing to shreds and threw it in the trash outside. And he was so irritated because he was like, um, you know, it talks about this in Deuteronomy, like don't engage yourself in the rituals of these people, these demonic rituals that people are doing. Don't even learn about them. That's what he, that's where he really like was like, oh, this got to go. Cause we were, he was reading it. Like, what is this? Like, this is dumb. Why are people doing this? But then he was, then it was brought to his remembrance that God even says in the word, don't even learn about these, these things. Cause that's honestly, that's how you get sucked in. And so, um, that's why he took it out and got rid of it. Like this can't be in here. But then I got irritated with myself. Like, why didn't I even know that that was in there? Like, why, why did I allow myself to get so caught up in the, in the moment whenever that was? Cause that was a while ago. I was like, why did I even allow myself to get so caught up in, Oh, somebody wants to feature me in their magazine that I didn't even do my due diligence to make sure that I was going to be affiliated with something that was actually truly of God. And I was a little, and I had to ask God for forgiveness cause I was annoyed with myself that I let that happen. Of course, there was no way I could have known that that was 
um, that that was going to be printed there. But I could have, I don't think that when I said yes to that, that I prayed about it, if I'm being honest, I don't think that I allowed the gift of discerning the spirits to work in that or, or I didn't. Yeah, I guess that's the best, best way to say it. Like I didn't use my gift of discerning the spirits when it came to that. And that's what happens. And so for me, I was a little disappointed in myself because I just, I really, really take what God is calling me to do seriously. And I never want to intentionally or unintentionally give off that I'm okay with certain things because I am not, you know, and I I consider it a great responsibility to make sure that I do have not, that I'm not only that I not only have integrity about what I do, but I also have integrity and try to control as best as possible the perception of what others may think I'm okay with, if that makes sense. And um, so I was really irritated about that. And then, of course, over the weekend, they um, there was a shooting in Texas, and then I believe there was another mass shooting in Ohio. Then there was also like a lot of like nonsense going on on like social media, just people just out here doing whatever this hot girl, city girl summer, like people just out here doing whatever. And I was just like, man, God, what's going on in the world? I think for me, I just got to a point where it was just a lot. And because I've just been so in my my Bible and really just trying to grow in God and make him proud, I get irritated and angry because I want other people to experience that in their life too. Like I want people to know that there is so much joy. There's so much peace. There's so much prosperity. There's so much love. Yeah, there are difficulties, but those difficulties aren't aren't the same when you're walking in alignment with God. Like imagine that. If you had that, the power to where everything you touch prospers to where you could lay hands on the sick and they could be healed. Like when you have the power to cast out demons, well, you have the power to, to tell the sun to set still and it has to stop. Like these things are in the word. And I'm like, wow, people don't really understand how amazing it is to just dwell in God's presence and how amazing it is to walk on one accord with what he wants to do in your life. And I think I just hit this moment where I was like, God, what's going like I was just grieving for the world, if I'm being honest. And I'm not the type of person who like to complain much. And that's why my first response when I see things is not to talk about it, is to really just kind of retrieve inward and be like, well, how can I do better? How can I be a better example? How can I pray more? How, how can I like, what do I need to do? It's, it's kind of where my mind goes and stuff like this. And so when I was seeking God on behalf of the show, I wanted to talk about this scripture because I think it is important that we understand the power of prayer that we understand that the weapons are of our warfare are not carnal and as women of God we have to be on our post we have to be on our post and that's why I use this particular translation of this scripture because it says the prayer of a right a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with Elijah for instance human just like us so it's, it's, it emphasized that he's human, just like the us. He's a regular person, just like us. A lot of us think because we don't have these fivefold ministry titles that we can't be out here warring in the spirit, that we can't, that we can't pray that it won't rain and it not rain at all for three and a half years. Like for some reason, we think that we don't, we don't have that power when we do. I mean, look at me, like I'm out here on this, this nationwide tour <laughs> 
and I know the videos look nice and the pictures look nice and things are happening and, and it's an amazing tour, but nobody laid their hands on me and said, you are a pastor, you are an evangelist, you are a prophet, you are a teacher, you are an anything, anything. But God said, go forth and speak my word. And that's what I do. And, and if I, if there's something, if there are things going on in the world, I get on my post and I pray. And I believe that my powers are, that my prayers are powerful and effective because that's what the word says about them. And with all of this that's going on in the world, I wanted to use my platform today as an opportunity to ignite something inside of you guys and urge you to get on your post. Because as far as I'm concerned, this world that we're in, this, our children have to grow up in this earth, this world. When I have children, they have to grow up in this stuff. I don't want to to them to come into a world and and it's all of these things going on and I didn't do my job to get on my post and pray. That I didn't do my job to to intercede on behalf of of the people. Like it's our duty to get on our posts and to pray. There is an election coming up in 2020. We need to be praying. I thank God we that we have survived Donald Trump's foolishness up until this point. I thank God that we have. I thank God that my family has not been affected by a lot of the things that are going on. And, but at the same time, I don't use that as an opportunity to be like, oh, well, ain't no mass shooting happening in my neighborhood, so I'm good. Or ain't nothing happened um, near me, so I'm good. No. We have to get on our post. It's a blessing to be able to leave your house and come home in the evening. That is a blessing. A lot of people aren't afforded that privilege. So we have to get on our post. This morning, I was, as y'all know, I wake up at five and I pray, Kristen and I pray together every morning. So this morning around like four, um, God woke me up. And I was a little annoyed because I'm like, bro, I'm already finna wake up. I wake up at like 450 so that I'm awake enough to pray by five. So I'm like, bro, it's four o'clock. I got like a whole 50 minutes of sleep left. Like what's going on? And so God told me to, before I pray this morning, to look up the different watch hours of prayer. And so I was like, okay. And then I went back to sleep. And then like at four 40 or so, I woke up and then that's when I looked it up and I realized just the importance of the hour that we were praying at. So we pray at 5 a.m. every day and that's like our early morning hour. And so I'm going to, if you actually go to blessedandballstub.com slash 136, the way to remember it is this is episode 136. So if you go to blessedandballstub slash 136, I pulled in the information that I found and put it on a document for you to be able to download and see. But um, I learned the importance and the significance of that hour of praying at 5 a.m. One thing God shared with me some weeks ago was that that when we pray in the morning, we need to pray more fervent prayers. We need to, because this same scripture, um, some translation says the fervent prayers of the righteous. So when you do something fervently, you do it strategically. 
And so God wanted us to pray strategically at 5 a.m. in the morning because up until that point, we was kind of like, you know, just doing whatever. We didn't know what this whole 5 a.m. prayer thing was about. We just knew that God needed us to get up and do it. And so uh, we would just basically pray whatever came to mind. But God shared with me that we needed to be more strategic in our 5 a.m. prayers. And so then this morning when he was telling me to look up the watch hours and the significance of each, that then I was like, wow, thank you, God, because now you're showing me how to be more strategic in my prayers. So um, the, the prayer hour of 5 a.m. is the fourth watch or known as the morning watch. And I'm reading this from the document. It says the fourth watch is always important because this is the last watch of the night. This watch is the time that satanic agents who went out to perform their activities are returning for their base to their bases. This is the time of the morning when the Israelites were delivered from slavery in Egypt. This is also the time that Jesus walked on the water to help the disciples who were caught in the storm. This is the time to establish the course of your day by speaking God's word and breaking everything that would attempt to hinder his will for your life to manifest on the third day. So what I learned from going a little bit deeper into this, I'm not going to read the whole thing, is that um, in the morning when we're praying at this hour, we are able to stop any attacks of the enemy for that day. So we're able to, I am able to go before God in this early morning hour and say, Lord, and plead a Psalms 91 over not only my life, that no harm shall come near me or my family, but also for the world. I'm able to go before God and say, Lord, I bring, I rebuke any plans of the enemy on this day. I rebuke any mass shootings that may be planned to happen this day happen this day. We cancel all plans of the enemy to cause harm in your people in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood over every person that wakes up this morning and every person that goes to start their day. I plead the blood of Jesus over them that no harm shall come their way. I rebuke any suicidal thoughts in your people that any person that may wake up today and feel like life is not worth living. I pray that you give them a fresh wind of joy, a fresh wind of peace that surpasses all understanding, a new sense of purpose to where they're able to attack this day with a new with a new level of precision with a new level of hope with a new level of happiness lord god and so on and so forth but i wanted to come on here and share with you guys that share my thoughts and things like last week uh the message that i gave god was saying that a lot of you guys are in like a tug of war and it's time for you to not um, just pray about what he can do new in your life but how you can commit to him more and i believe that this is one of the things that we all need to do that a lot of times we ask God, can you bless me indeed? God, can you do this in, in my life? Can you increase my business? Can you protect my family? But it is our job to be on our post so that we are able to change the world so that we are able to pray that when this new election comes, that his people are the ones that's going to be seated in these influential places so that we, as we, as these leaders, um, um, these spiritual leaders are being exposed and and they're being taken off of their um, platforms that God can then take the Davids that he's been grooming and sit them up there on their thrones. So again, you guys, we have to get on our post. This is a podcast instructing you to get on your post. Go to blessedandbossedup.com slash 136 to download the um, work. It's not a worksheet, but just a document that kind of goes over each hour. And I need for you to really pray and seek God on what hour 
is for you. What hour do you need to be praying? And and then once you get that, pray about what it is you need to pray about that is relevant to that hour. But the last thing that we need to do in this world today is to be out here just doing whatever or to just be out here, like I said, having this fluffy surface level faith. Like we need to be out here warring in the spirit. The who's in office matters. Uh, the people that are or the policies that are in place and things like that matters. Even looking at just taxes, like my husband was telling me about the way that the tax laws have changed since this administration. That's something that's relevant to your business. Like these things affect affect your business. These things affect your life. It affects your children's lives. So for all, everybody that is under the sound of my voice, this is an episode encouraging you, pushing you to get on your post. All right, let's answer a question. If you have a question you want to be answered on the show, send me an email, Tatum at TatumTamia.com. Put podcast question in the subject line so that I can easily get to it once it's time to record. This question says, a few weeks ago, an acquaintance spoke a prophecy that literally altered the course of my life. Immediately after reading her prophecy, I went and started journaling. God led me to Psalms 138.8, and midway through, I began to cry uncontrollably and thanking Jesus. I never experienced the Holy Spirit like that before. Growing up, I was mainly exposed to fire and brimstone preaching, which honestly turned me away from Christianity. Now that I'm older, I'm having difficulty developing a personal relationship with the Lord. I know that I must be obedient and do as as God says, or he will punish me. I also know that he is my father and he loves me, but I'm having trouble stripping the image of a vengeful God that was instilled in me growing up. Any advice? I really like this question because it's real. You know what I mean? I think that a lot of people or older people, um, teach this fire and brimstone teaching of God. And to be real, I had to look up fire and brimstone because I told y'all I ain't grow up in church. I don't be knowing. Um, but when I looked it up, it talked about how it's people, um, it's an expression referring to God's wrath. So a lot of people teach God as a, a punisher and just how, if you don't do exactly what he says, he's going to wipe you off and, and don't, be mistaken. Like God is a God of accountability, but there's also context that we have to keep in mind. And when you said that God led you to Psalm 138.8, when I looked it up, the scripture, the version that I read was the NIV version. And what it says is the Lord will vindicate me. Your love Lord endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. What stood out to me is it says the Lord will vindicate me. That means to clear someone of blame or suspicion. That means to deliver you, to free you. So yes, God is a God of of wrath, right? He's documented in that, but he is also a God of love and a God that will rid you, that will vindicate you and clear you of blame. And so, and also God is an understanding God. From where I read in the Bible, all of the the times where God's wrath was really shown, it was because people were just constantly, constantly rebelling, constantly going against 
everything he was telling them to do, constantly ignoring his warnings. Because most of the time, even if you read Jeremiah, like how many times did Jeremiah have to go back and tell these people the error of their ways and they just was not listening to him? How many times did Moses go and intercede on behalf of the people until God was just eventually like, you know what? Y'all have rebelled one too many times. Like God gives us chances, a lot of chances. I mean, look at, I mean, honestly, look at your life. Look at the things that, that you've done, the ways that you've rebelled against God and the way that he's giving you chances. I know me, I done did a lot of foolishness in my life. Some things that I'm not proud of one bit. And God still loves me. He still has used me. Now, there have been consequences, some I've known about, some that I don't really um, know about, but they, and there are consequences. But every time that I've repented and, and turned back to God, he's always been there with open arms. And I think that's the key here is to understand that as long as you just continue to seek him. And, and if God sent you there to Psalms 138.8, now, the, this is just my perspective, you know, your, I don't know what your revelation is. This is your life. But my perspective is that what God is trying to show you is that he wants to vindicate you. He wants to free you of blame. I mean, even look at how you describe your own reaction to it. You said, I began to cry uncontrollably and thanking Jesus. And you said, I've never experienced the Holy Spirit like that before. That's God showing you who he is. And it's in and in its entirety, in his entirety, he's showing you that yes, I hold you accountable, but I still love you. I still want to wash you clean. That's why I sent my son to die on a cross for your sins. I still love you. And so if, if I were you, I would embrace that. Like he's a father. Parents hold us accountable. Parents beat us, maybe not in today's age, because uh everybody uh I don't think people are um taking out the switch like they did back in the day. But um parents still punish you. They they hold you accountable. Their consequences for the things that you do wrong, but they also love you. They also show you the way you're also able to still come to them and, and ask for forgiveness. And they're there with open arms. So I think if I was you, I think you're already learning based off of what you've said, you're, you're already learning who God really is. And you're already doing what you have to do to build that relationship, that personal relationship with you. And what I would do now is to really fast and pray that the the damage of what was done by what you were taught growing up is uprooted. And what I mean by that is that you are, that the shame that was used to keep you on a straight and narrow is taken away. God convicts, but he doesn't condemn. And it's important that we know the difference between the two. So again, I'm really fast and pray and ask God to just create in you a new creature to renew your mind, to wash you clean of the residue of what hurt you and what was used to manipulate you, um, in the past. So that's my answer to that. But yeah, uh, I'm proud of you for still seeking a personal relationship with God. So many people, like you said, you said, which honestly turned me away from Christianity. And that's a lot of people. And I just want to say that I'm proud of you for going back to God and for not staying in that place. And I pray that he will reward you double portion for making a decision to build that personal relationship with him. So shout out to you for doing that, because I'm sure that it was not an easy thing to do based off of what you've gone through. 
We got a little bit of time, so let's answer another question. And this one says, hey, Tatum, I just want you to know I love listening to your podcast to get me motivated for the day. Thanks, girl. I plan to start a women's clothing boutique, and I recently got invited to... Hey, y'all really got to edit these, um, <laughs> these questions. I really got invited with a leasing agent for a space in a mall where I live. And I just wanted to know if this is God plan or is it mine? Because I keep thinking if I should go or if I shouldn't go and just hold off on the invite. So what should I do about that? So I believe what you're asking me is that you plan to start a boutique and you got invited to lease a space in the mall and you want to know if it's God's plan or yours. Um, so I don't have the answer for that. Um, I don't know if it's God's plan for you, but based off of the information that you've provided, I don't see why you would get locked into a lease when you haven't even started the boutique. You said you plan to start a clothing boutique. So why would you take on a lease as a, as a contract, as a binding document? So why would you lock yourself into a contract for a business that you haven't even started yet? especially in today's climate where you can do things online, where people shop online primarily anyway. I mean, even the huge retailers are closing down because people are spending more time shopping online. So based off of one, the climate of the industry and two, the fact that you haven't even started yet, I think you should just start first, um, build up the boutique, learn that business, um, learn how to do this e-commerce thing, which is a whole task in and of itself. Um, but again, I don't know God's plan for you, but my opinion based off of the information that you provided is that you should not go into this lease because you're just going to get yourself into an unnecessary mess. This just doesn't seem like a good idea at all. And just because somebody invited you into it, honestly, it's probably because they don't even have the money to pay for the space themselves. They probably shouldn't even be doing it um, because if they did have the means to do it, then why would they even be soliciting you who haven't even started your business yet so this just isn't even I don't know this just to me does not seem like a good idea I wish I could give you some spiritually deep answer prophesy to you whatever you might have been looking for but sis I don't know I ain't God I don't know God's plan for your life but based off of Tatum's opinion on what you listed don't look like a good idea I'm going to go ahead and end the episode there thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast Remember, get on them posts, okay? <laughs> and I'll talk to you guys next week.